Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Neighbors, nothing personal, word of the day for Friday, March 18th, 2022. Won't you be my neighbor? I wonder whether Derek Carr actually called, the quarterback for the Raiders in Las Vegas, actually called Devontae Adams, the erstwhile wide receiver for the Green Bay Packers, and actually sent him a video clip of Fred Rogers singing, putting on his cardigan sweater. Maybe it was Tom Hanks in the movie. Won't you be my neighbor? Or I could say Neighbors, the John Belushi movie. Or I could just say that Devontae Adams is moving to Vegas. People are losing their minds. We have the NCAA tournament starting. We have the NBA finishing its season. Major League Baseball is starting spring training. And all of a sudden, Roger Goodell conspires with people in the NFL and says, I have an idea. Let's drop an absolute hammer on anyone who's trying to get anybody's attention in this era of ADH, Triple D, P. And let's have the Packers trade Devontae Adams. And we'll announce it as the NCAA tournament is starting. Coca calls me last night, working on the show. We've already had one of our pre-show meetings and says, that's it, blow it up. We got a new lead. The Packers traded Devontae Adams. Huh? It can't be. Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams go together like peas and carrots with cabbage, fish and chips, Ponch, and Eric Estrada, and Larry Wilcox. They go together. Aaron Rodgers signs back with the Packers after a back and forth. Should I retire? Am I coming back? I want to be with you. We're great. You're not in the photo. We should all be in the photo. We've got to go to London. I don't like flying to London, but we're all going to be together in London. We're going to try to win a Super Bowl. It's a four-year deal that I got, but it's really a two-year deal. I could really say it's a one-year deal, but I've done it in a way that I'm going to get about $60 million, and there's plenty of room for you to get money after I'm gone, but not now. Are we good? I love throwing to you. Devontae Adams got the franchise tag by the Packers, which is just a fancy collective bargaining agreement name for when you don't want to let a player become a free agent, but you don't want to give that player a long-term deal. So you ding, like Steve Martin in the Pink Panther, ding, towels in room two, please. Anyone remember that scene when he falls through the ceiling? And then he goes to the front desk of the hotel. Come on, stay with me. It's Friday. So you ding someone right in the nuzzle and say, you're franchise tagged, which means you're back with us for a year. We're going to pay you, but it's going to be a year. And then, of course, Devontae Adams said, I don't want to be tagged. 
You can't tag me. That's like when you're having recess in middle school and you're playing a game of tag and someone's reaching out to you. How many of you have arched your back to the point of pain? Imagine in your 40s or 30s or 50s doing what you do when you're in your teens. When you arch your back to avoid the tag and you're trying so hard and then you can't keep your back completely curled in the way it is and then you just sort of let out your hips and somehow the guy chasing you has better wind than you do and you get tagged and then you slump your shoulders. Well, in the NFL, you have the ability to really lean into the arch of the back and you can get tagged all you want. It doesn't matter because you don't have to play. Hi, my name's LeVon Bell, and guess what? I'm not going to play the entire season if you tag me. I'm going to tag you, the Steelers said. No problem, I'll never play. Great, great. So is Devontae Adams going to follow that path? So Devontae Adams gets tagged. Devontae Adams does not accept such tag. Devontae Adams says, trade me. This is unreal in the NFL and the NBA. These players are just, oh, I'm now unhappy. Trade me. I want better climate. Trade me. I want a better quarterback. Trade me. I want to be neighbors with my best friend who I went to college with at Fresno State. Trade me. I want more money. Trade me. Renegotiate. I guess that's what happens when you don't have guaranteed contracts in the NFL. You want to keep just going from team to team, get your signing bonus, your roster bonus, and then move on. So the Packers said, all right, we'll trade you. They called up Mark Davis and said, do you want the best wide receiver in the league to maybe cover up all of the things that happened to you last season in Viva Las Vegas? Do you want to reunite? And it feels so good. I'm telling you, you want to see people with Herb? You're going to see it in Vegas with Adams and Carr. You got it. Just give us like your two picks this year. We're going to take maybe your first-round pick, your second-round pick. That's all we need, two picks. It's not like we're trying to trade for Deshaun Watson here. We understand we don't have someone that amazing. But on the bright side, Devontae Adams has no civil suits against him. He is free as a bird, Skinnerd. So Devontae Adams gets traded to the Las Vegas Raiders, reunited with Derek Carr. And everyone's losing their minds saying Aaron Rodgers is going to retire again. Aaron Rodgers is despondent. On Twitter, there were all these memes and these gifs, gaffs, whatever, the GIF things that you see on the bottom when you send out a tweet and you can find a picture of someone. I think Coca made a one of me the other day when I was imitating. I don't even know what we were doing, Coca, when you sent that to me. What part of the show was it when I was doing it, when I was doing that? I can't remember. Anyway, you sent me that. So there are all these gifts of Aaron Rodgers being surprised or being upset or being uh, not double teamed, but sort of what is the word when you're attacked from behind and no one knows? Double crossed. And all I kept thinking is, what's everyone talking about? You think for one minute that Aaron Rodgers was not aware that Devontae Adams was not going to be on the Packers in 2022? I'm I'm just I'm just curious. You thought that the Packers negotiated with Aaron Rodgers and it never came up? That would be amazing. What if it never came up because Aaron Rodgers actually doesn't give one flying rat's pituitary gland whether DeFonte Adams is a target of his on the Packers? He wanted to make sure he got his guaranteed money. Is that possible? Or what if it's possible that the Packers absolutely lied? He doesn't like the front office, remember? Oh, but then he started getting along with the front office after that whole rigmarole before the start of last season. Now it's all peaches and cream. 
So when they sat down to negotiate, do you think Aaron Rodgers brought up, hey, who am I going to be with? Can we build around? You think Aaron Rodgers isn't smart enough to know the cap implications of his deal and the fact that he's going to have a lower cap hit than he would have had and say to the Packers, what are you doing with that cap hit? Any thoughts? Are you going to give a long-term deal? Coco was telling me that Tom Brady is famous for taking less money to have better players around him. Michael Jordan famously would take less money to have better players around him. LeBron James famously for a period of time would take less money to have better players around him. Maybe Aaron Rodgers belongs on the Mount Rushmore of players with a big heart who really want to win. Or maybe Aaron Rodgers couldn't care less and wanted to get his. And then Devontae Adams said, no problem, I'm going to get mine. And what's amazing is that for the second time in two days, there's an ownership group who has made a decision to extend a player they've never had lunch with. The Atlanta Braves traded for Matt Olson, immediately signed him to an eight-year, $162 million deal. They hadn't had Hala to say nothing of French toast with Olsen before they did that. Maybe someone should quietly go look up Dave Dombrowski and ask how the extension went with Dontrell Willis when they traded for him. And I could give you a laundry list of players who get extended when they get traded and then all of a sudden the extensions are not worth it because you don't know the player. You just know the back of the player's card. You know what you've heard from teammates who have played with the player. You've not lived with the player. The Raiders acquire Adams Derek Carr says, come on down. You're the next contestant on, will you please be my neighbor and live right next door and we can be like we were in college and hang out. We'll have barbecues. We'll go down to the strip when our friends visit. Our families will be together. This will be amazing. We'll get back from a game. We'll get in an ice bath together. It's going to be just you and I, just you and I. They sign him to the biggest extension ever for a wide receiver. He's going to make the most money ever. Is he the best? Okay. Does Mark Davis know what he's getting? No. I just think that I'd like to hear from Aaron Rodgers, Coca. I want to know. I just want him to say it. One time, go on the McAfee show and just say it. Stop all the people from speculating and just say, yeah, you're right. I wasn't getting $200 million, but I also knew that what I was getting would make it so we couldn't keep Devontae Adams. And I love man. I love him, man. I love you, man. But there just wasn't room for both of us. I would be totally fine with that. Or get on the McAfee show and say, I'm going to break some news right now. Those Packers front office, the ones I said were a bunch of liars, cheats, and steals, they did it to me again. It's got to say something. It's been radio silent. Maybe he's in Hawaii trying to make up with Yoko. I don't know what's going on. I just know the Packers lost Adams. People are upset. They're under the cap, though. Maybe they'll trade for Carter Cap. You never know. Okay. Wait to see. It's when we say something's going to happen. And then if it happens, great. If it doesn't happen, okay. We are going to revisit it, I promise you. News yesterday in the NFL that got completely overshadowed by the Devontae Adams trade to the Las Vegas Raiders is what's going on with Deshaun Watson. I covered this on the show, nothing personal, this week. It's been one crazy week. Because in Hanukkah, we get eight crazy nights. 
I don't know why that was in my head. Weird things get in my head on Fridays because I'm like the horse at the barn that I can smell it. So I start running fast toward the barn when it's been a week and my voice hurts and my vocal cords hurt and I'm out of tea. I've got to go shopping for more tea. I have no lemons. I got to go to the farm stand and get lemons. And then I know I've got about, I'm keeping the score right here of where we are. I've got about 34 minutes left. I have so much to get through, but I'm just trying to see if I can get through it all. You got that, Coca? And Coca's totally checked out because he's already in the weekend because he either has a date or a wedding or something. He's watching video games or... Do you know what this weekend is, Coca? It is the first F1 race. You know where I'll be Sunday. I will not be in Bahrain, but I'll certainly be watching it. 11 o'clock Eastern, 8 o'clock Pacific, 6 o'clock Bahrainian time. I had fun in Bahrain visiting troops there. I was scared, but I had fun. And now I'm going to watch my first ever F1 live. Will it be Hamilton? Will it be Verstappen? What about the Ferrari Leclerc guy? Can't wait to watch that. So all this stuff is going on in football. We got the NCAA tournament. And for whatever reason, it gets totally glossed over. I covered this, talked about it on Levitard and Nothing Personal. My view of Deshaun Watson, how angry I am, how sickened I am by these teams being interviewed by Deshaun Watson. It is incredible to me. It's wrong. Period. Hard stop. He should not be able to choose his destination. At me at David P. Sampson, all you want, I don't care. People have a way of somehow making everything okay when it's the team they root for because at the end of the day, they want to win. And then they wonder why owners are so cutthroat when they want to win or players are so cutthroat when they want to get paid. People are cutthroat with what they want. So the Cleveland Browns are in it. They're going to get Deshaun Watson. It's either going to be them or the Saints or the Panthers or the Falcons. Four teams being interviewed. And then one by one, the teams drop away. Word leaks out through Adam Schefter. How do they know? How would he know? Apparently, sources say the Cleveland Browns have been informed that Deshaun Watson has not chosen you. You are the lucky one. But wait a minute. They've got Baker Mayfield. And they're totally screwed. Because they were so less subtle about going after Deshaun Watson than the Miami Dolphins were when they were doing it right under the nose of their franchise quarterback to a tag of Iloa. And they've been able to make up and make nice and move forward. Tua was very mature during this time period, saying, whatever happens, happens. I don't control it, but I'll tell you one thing. I want to be the quarterback of this team, and I'm good enough to be the quarterback of this team. That's my kind of player. Baker Mayfield instead releases a statement where he's basically saying, goodbye, Cleveland. Thanks for the memories. Thinking that they're going after Watson, and if they don't get Watson, I don't want to be here anyway because they don't want me because he's the type of player. What an ass. The type of player who's like, hey, if I'm not loved, if you're trying to do better than I am, then forget it. I'm not, I don't want to be here. Every employer is trying to do better than you, the employee, every single day. That's what they do. You think CBS won't want to do better than what they have and nothing personal with David Sampson? If they could find someone better, it'd be called nothing personal with John Schmo in one in a New York minute. Actually, it can't be nothing personal because I own it with coca Cocalicious, but they'd replace it. What about the job you're at? You think that they're not out on LinkedIn looking through all the job posts, looking to see if there's a match who can do what you do but better and maybe even 
for fewer doll hairs? GMAB for all of you out there who get offended when you're trying to be replaced. Believe me, you are trying to be replaced by everyone in your life, from your spouse, to your significant other, to your employer, to your friend. Where's loyalty? Loyalty, schmoyalty. People are trying to get better. Now, this is not a comment on whether or not they should do it through with Deshaun Watson because you're not getting better with Deshaun Watson because you're playing your backup quarterback for a minimum of six games, in my opinion, when he's suspended. And then you have to look at yourself and your fan base in the mirror. But I digress. So Baker Mayfield says, that's it. They want someone better. I'm out of here. So no sooner does Deshaun Watson announce through a leak that he is not going back to, that he's not choosing the Browns, Baker Mayfield announces, trade me. I couldn't believe it. I really couldn't. Okay. You know what You know what the Cleveland Browns did? They said, no. We appreciate that you asked, Baker. We really do. We understand your point of view, they may have said to him when they called him on the phone. But why don't you sit this one out, Bakey boy, and get ready for the season? If I'm the Cleveland Browns, front office, and I've been going after Deshaun Watson in such a blatant way, I've been speaking to Baker Mayfield. I've been speaking to my head coach. I've been speaking to my players, my leaders. I'm letting them know what we're doing because I'm not bringing Deshaun Watson into a clubhouse unless I know how he's gonna be received. That's number one. Number two, when I've got a number one one, was Baker Mayfield the one one, Coca? I think Baker Mayfield was one one, whatever. When I've got a one one, I am 100% keeping him in the L-double-O-P. Okay. Well, here's my wait to see on Baker Mayfield. He did demand a trade. No need to wait to see. The Cleveland Browns did say no. No reason to wait to see. I've got a double Mayfield wait to see. One, Baker Mayfield will be under center. Over center? On the side of center. The first play, assuming he's not injured, of the first game of next season. Baker Mayfield will not be traded. Part two of the wait to see is that Baker Mayfield will not be under center the first play of the 23 season. Baker Mayfield's in the last year of his deal. He got the fifth year option picked up by the team. He could get franchise tag next offseason. He won't. The Cleveland Browns will trade Baker Mayfield prior to the start of the 23 season, but not before the start of the 22 season. You just wait to see. All right, Coco, we got a good one. You know what I want? I want to talk to Samson. So you want to talk to Samson on a random Friday? I like it. That comes from the movie Half-Baked which is a great movie that you should watch. And if you're watching NCAA games and your bracket is totally busted the way mine is, then you can watch Half-Baked while completely baked and not care that you're losing your bracket. But in there, there's a character named Samson. And if you get on my Twitter at David P. Samson, you can ask a question on anything. And I'm behind, I admit it. I've got a level of blue that makes me nervous, as a matter of fact. I can't deal with it. Blue is when you have unanswered DMs. And Coke, it's driving me crazy. Why can't MLB decide what to do with Trevor Bauer? I love that. Thank you. But it's okay you didn't say hi, David. It's okay that you got right to the point. Short is sweet. 
65 inches is sweeter. Why can't MLB decide what to do with Trevor Bauer? They have decided what to do with Trevor Bauer. They and the union got together and said, oh, you want to go to spring training? I don't think so. You are now on administrative leave, which is the same thing you were on last season, which means starting the first day of the season, which is now April 7th, not March 31st, you will not be with the team, but you will get paid. So Trevor Bauer has not been suspended. Trevor Bauer has been told by the league and his union, we have not decided what we're going to do with you. So you may not appear at spring training. You may not appear at the regular season. Wait to see what we're going to do. What's going on? How can they not figure out? He didn't get charged, people are saying. Trevor Bauer's agents and girlfriends and cousins and sisters and lawyers, oh my, all the people who talk on behalf of Trevor, ironically, because he talks a lot on behalf of himself as well. Every time anything happens, it's a YouTube, it's three videos from Rachel and John and Jim and Rex and George, Ringo. He didn't get charged criminally, so what are they waiting for? Why can't MLB just say what they're going to do? Are you going to spend them 80 games, 20 games, 10 games? What about like maybe an Ozuna where you just go 20 games, time served? Will he then be back? Will he not be back? Are the Dodgers going to release him? They owe him $40 million this year. Are they going to pay him? Are they going to pay him not to play? Are they going to pay him to pitch? Will the players want him in the clubhouse? Well, they're delaying that. They're doing the entire kick in the can. And the way they're able to delay it and the way the Department of Investigations within MLB can tell the commissioner, we're not ready to give you a recommendation quite yet, it's because they haven't yet interviewed Trevor Bauer. And that's a great way to delay a finding on Trevor Bauer because they want to talk to him directly. And they want him to answer questions directly. Show me some texts. Show me some pictures. Show me that it's consensual. Show me that you don't do this all the time. Show me that you understand and respect the fact that you shouldn't be hitting women even if they ask you. That's going to be a controversial take, Coca. If a woman wants violent sex, does that mean it is okay to do it? I'm actually going to say something terrible, Coca. I don't think it's okay. I think that a man, especially, it doesn't matter if you're a big man or a five foot, 532 pound man. If someone says they want something that can cause bodily harm, I'm pretty sure that you have a duty to not engage in it. Even if that's what gets your rocks off, I'm not hitting a woman. I'm not choking out a woman like Robert Chambers. I'm just not doing that. So, MLB and MLBPA agreed that they will extend his administrative leave through April 16th. That's about a month from now. They're hoping that after April 4th, they will be able to get Trevor Bauer into a room and talk to him. Once this was announced, you heard the normal drivel from Rachel Luba saying that Mr. Bauer is cooperating with the MLB investigation, looks forward to resolving this matter. He's preparing for the season. And keep in mind, administrative leave is not a disciplinary action, nor does it reflect the league's finding. We are keeping that in mind, Rachel, because the suspension is what we heard on Nothing Personal about a year ago almost. A suspension is what comes after administrative leave because I promise you administrative leave does not end with him walking into the Dodgers clubhouse. Now, Dave Roberts got into it a little bit 
when he was on a show, he went on the Rich Eisen show, and he's being asked the normal question, what are your plans with Trevor Bauer? That is the $64,000 question, or the $40 million question, actually. And the reason why it's such an important question is that when the Dodger players and the clubhouse isn't going to welcome a player, you got to make a decision. And 28 teams will not know what to do with that decision. The Dodgers are not one of them. The Dodgers are going to move past Trevor Bauer completely. They're going to pay him to go away. There is no chance that Trevor Bauer wears a Dodgers uniform again. Dave Roberts isn't going to say that directly. Even though there was some confusion whether he did, he did not say that directly. That will not be his announcement to make. That will come from Stan Kasten, the president and CEO of the Dodgers. Or it will come from Andrew Friedman, the president of baseball operations. They will not leave Dave Roberts to give you that piece of news because that will be approved by the owner. You do not release a player. Side note, when you release a player who's making money, the GM of a team does not have the right to do that without speaking to the president of the team and then the owner of the team. Now, if it's a player making $250,000, we have a separate budget that calls for sort of inactive, we call it dead money, like dead cap money, except there's no cap in baseball other than the CBT. So if it's a small amount of money, we'll allow that. But anything that has seven figures or more, if you're releasing a player and that player still owed an amount of money, for us, it was always seven figures or more, one million or more, you are not allowed to do that without talking to me. And then Jeffrey. So therefore, there's no way Trevor Bauer gets released without the per- mention that ah, four sixty nine. There's no way Trevor Bauer gets released without the implicit written consent of the owner and the president. So why can't MLB decide? The answer is they could decide, but they're going to wait to talk to him. And they don't want to talk to him now because he's not going to answer questions because he's still being investigated. Yes, he is. Okay. When we come back, we're going to review a movie that I'm afraid that too many of you did not see. I really am. And then we're going to talk about the NCAA tournament and what's going on in Dallas because what's going on in Dallas is absolutely outrageous. Shockingly, it will not be about Jerry Jones. We'll be right back. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Welcome back to Nothing Personal. My name's David Sampson. We come to you every day. Today's Friday, March 18th. It's been a week, folks. Thank you for listening every day for 45 minutes, telling your friends about it. We love doing the show for you. By Friday, we're tired. We grant you that, but we love it. I still watch a movie every day. I watch a series. I watch some sort of content because there's so much and I love it. We have the Oscars are a week from Sunday. So next week, we will be unveiling the Oscar ballot. I have decided in protest not to even put on my ballot the eight categories that will not be shown live on the show. I just thought of that, Coca. I can't do that. That's so wrong. Maybe I'm going to do the opposite. My ballot this year will only be the eight categories that got cut from the live show because people think they're boring and I think all the categories are awesome. 
because I'm the guy who sits in the movie theater watching the entire credits roll because I want to thank the people who make the movie that I love doing. How come we don't roll credits on nothing personal at the end of the show? We don't have an extra quarter of a second just to put my name and your name down, right? Those, those, those would be the credits. Created, produced, directed, starring Matthew Coca and David Sampson. Edited, created, produced, directed, starring Matthew Coca and David Sampson. Title design. Graphics. Produced, directed, starring Matthew Coca and David Sampson. It's just us. But in movies, there's like a thousand people. I was thinking about that when watching a show. I watched the first episode, Coco, of the Bomani Jones show on HBO. It's called, uh, I don't know. What's it called? Game Theory? It could be that. And uh, Coca, hello? By the way, this is funny. There's a chance Coca's in the restroom. There's a chance chance he's looking at his bracket. And there's a chance that he just, he's had enough. It's almost 9 o'clock on a Saturday, and he's had enough. Game theory. (laughs) I'm reading that out. I'm doing it. Sorry, Matt. That is making the show. All right. There's two ways Coca gets to me during a show. One, in the ear. Two, we have a document where we have the general subjects that we're talking about, and I'll let him know. He knows what's in my head and what's coming out next. And he's got three screens next to him, which so therefore he has no other people. It's just him with a bunch of screens. So he's doing stuff during the show. And when he disappears, he's either working, but sometimes he has to go to the bathroom and I never stop because we record straight through without editing. You know that when I make mistakes, they're in the show. Sometimes he gets a phone call he has to take. Sometimes I get a phone call I have to take. So I was just talking and trying to figure out what the name of the new Bomani Jones show was. And I was asking for Coca to help me help me confirm whether or not it's game theory. And he doesn't say anything in my ear, so I think he's not paying attention. He then writes on the document, sorry, was texting a girl. (laughs) By the way, you deserve a raise, Matt. You do. You couldn't wait 17 minutes. 17 minutes we have left in the week. Well, then we gotta do post-production and all the stuff that you do, but Let's just say you could have waited, though given what you've told me and how happy you are, I understand why you're not. So I'm still watching one, and I watched, uh, oh, so what I was saying about the Oscars in nine days is that I'm just going to fill out a ballot with the eight categories that are not going to be in the live broadcast, but of course I'm not going to do that because I want to let you know what my picks are for picture and actor and actress, etc. So I watched a movie yesterday. I've watched all the Oscar movies. But there's a movie I hadn't seen starring a guy who I had not ever seen perform before. He's the star of Game of Thrones, which I still haven't watched. And it's called Cyrano. Who knows the story of Cyrano de Bergerac? Who's watched the 1987 movie with Steve Martin and Daryl Hannah called Roxanne? Who watched the movie with Gerard Depardieu, who's since been canceled, but he was really good in a movie called Green Card with Andy McDowell, who's Margaret Qualley's mother. You may know her as that, but we know her as Andy McDowell. Cyrano is about a character who's able to articulate beauty through his fingers and not his features. The Roxanne, the Cyrano in Roxanne with Steve Martin has a out of the ordinarily large nose. This is based on a play, by the way, from 
two, almost 200 years ago. But Cyrano, the movie with Peter Dinklage, is reimagined as how could Roxanne, the beautiful woman, because Roxanne's always beautiful, fall in love with a man with such a huge nose who's so physically unattractive or with someone like Peter Dinklage who has dwarfism. Peter Dinklage is a small man and Roxanne is a taller, beautiful woman. Yet Cyrano has the ability with the pen that no one else has. So Cyrano writes letters to Roxanne, except Roxanne thinks it's from a handsome guy. It's actually from a man with physical sort of irregularities. And the question is, can you fall in some in love with someone's words? Before the pandemic and the lockdown, people may have had a different view. But then they watched Love is Blind on Netflix, and they realized that's sort of what Cyrano de Bergerac's about. They just want to hear the words. But then why do they have the big reveal and then there's a level of ooh or there's a level of ah or there's a level of phew? Well, in Cyrano, when it is finally revealed who's what and where's when, you learn a lesson that love has ears which are greater than eyes. And it makes you think. Would you be able to fall in love without knowing what someone looks like? You probably say to yourself, it's just part of the package. I've got certain physical traits that I enjoy as much as I like mental traits. I love the fact that people can be poetic and incredibly articulate and actually put three sentences together and make a paragraph. I love all that. Peter Dinklage is so good in Cyrano that it almost makes me want to watch, almost makes me want to watch Game of Thrones. It is directed by Joe Wright, Joe Wright's wife. Joe Wright, who did Atonement and a bunch of other movies. Joe Wright's wife stars as Roxanne, and she is stunning on the inside and the outside. It is such a beautiful movie. About an hour, two hours, hour 56, I believe. Maybe, maybe 123 minutes, two hours and three minutes. It was a zero phone look. I had no idea how talented Peter Dinklage was. And all I can say is that if you didn't want to see Cyrano because you thought it was going to be some sort of old English and you couldn't understand it, need subtitles, not interesting, there are some deep, deep lessons there. Speaking of deep, deep lessons, when am I going to learn that doing brackets in the NCAA tournament is ridiculous? I ask all you to do the MPDS brackets. I tell you that if you do it, and I don't know how many people did it this year, I think like a ton of people signed up, but there was a problem with the links. Only 455 people are in your pool, the MPDS pool. I am tied for like 792nd place. I picked two upsets yesterday. I got them both, and I thought that that would make me like in perfect position. And then Kentucky lost last night, which really pissed me off. So now Kentucky lost, Iowa lost, Connecticut lost, and you're all saying, who cares? I care. If I'm going to do a bracket, I want to win it. But more importantly, something I take way more seriously than the bracket, although I did spend some time on the bracket. Nothing personal pick of the day. Nailed it. We are now 10 games over. After 54 picks in this new year, because we started over January of 22, 
We are 32 and 22. I told you Baylor would crush Norfolk State. There was going to be no upset with the number one seed over Norfolk State. They won by 37 points. They only had a win by 21. We got ourselves a winner, and I got myself 10 games over. Two picks. Wisconsin plays Colgate today. I love Colgate. It keeps your teeth glistening. Yeah, I'm sort of a Crest guy, actually. I used to be, when I was younger, an aqua, what was that called? When it comes out, it's in three colors because there was some mouthwash. Aqua Fresh. Used to love that because obviously when you're a teenager, you think, my God, I could be kissing at any minute. I've got to have fresh breath. And there were none of those pocket Listerine mints anywhere. So you had to find a way if you even suspected halitosis. And here's a quick side note for the teens out there. If you blow into your cupped hand over your mouth and then breathe in quickly, you can't tell if you have bad breath. Yes, we all try. It's like smelling your underarm and saying, ooh, I stink. There's no way to do it. So you take the Listerine mints, but Aquafresh used to be good. Why was I even talking about that? Ah, Colgate. It's, uh, we're off the rails, Coca. Wisconsin's playing Colgate. Wisconsin's my alma mater. I know people who went to Colgate. It's a great school, actually, in New York. It's definitely just six miles to the left of the middle of nowhere. But the Badgers are seven and a half point favorites over Colgate. And in a first round where upsets have been the rule, not the exception, Wisconsin will not be upset. Wisconsin, seven and a half over Colgate. And then tomorrow, we get the second round all of a sudden. Teams who win tomorrow are all of a sudden in the Sweet 16. I don't know if you're aware of that. That's how fast it goes. It's totally crazy. So Juwan Howard, hey, did he coach the NCAA tournament game yesterday, Coca? Remember, Juwan Howard is the former player with the Heat, the former assistant coach who's now the head coach at Michigan who got suspended for hitting or touching another an assistant coach of a team he was playing in some game. And he got suspended for the rest of the regular season, but then he got reinstated for the NCAA tournament, and they were an 11 seed, and everyone was saying, bet Michigan, bet Michigan. How could they not be favored by more? And then they won. Well, now they're playing Tennessee in the second round. Tennessee is favored by six over Michigan. The game is on Saturday. Juwan Howard and the Michigan Wolverines will say bye-bye. The Cinderella story of the pugilist will come to an end on Saturday, Tennessee minus six over Michigan. Okay. So Dallas has Jerry Jones, who owns the Cowboys. Mark Cuban, who owns the Mavericks. Ray Davies, not the Kinks guy, who owns the Rangers. The Texas Rangers have won fewer World Series than the Cowboys have won Super Bowls or the Mavericks have won NBA championships because the Texas Rangers have won zero. They signed Corey Seager to play on their team, Marcus Simeon. They have a new ballpark. They're really going for it because they think this is their moment. The Cowboys are full of Jerry Jones-isms and they haven't won in 20 years. Meanwhile, the Mavericks are always, there's something going on there all the time with their workplace harassment. Jerry Jones is settling lawsuits because guys, his right-hand man is showing a camera. He's upskirting girls like it's, you know, we have a moment here. And now the Texas Rangers have an even bigger window. Did you see what's going on with the Mavericks? Well, let me give you the backstory. The winningest coach of all time is a man named Don Nelson. 
Don Nelson just gave up that title to Greg Popovich this past week. We covered it. Don Nelson had a son named Donnie Nelson. Donnie Nelson was a longtime executive with the Dallas Mavericks who worked his way up. His dad coached the Dallas Mavericks for quite a while, actually. Donnie Nelson ended up rising to become the head of all of basketball operations. Donnie Nelson did a phenomenal job. Donnie Nelson was negotiating on a 10-year extension with Mark Cuban that would have paid him about 5 or $6 million a year. Life-changing money. Then one day, Mark Cuban said, you know, you're fired. Donnie Nelson said, what? I was about to get an extension. What are you firing me for? Mark Cuban said, you're fired. Just like The Apprentice kind of stuff. Like, just think of me as Donald Trump. You're fired. Well, yesterday, Donnie Nelson, word got out, is filing a lawsuit against Mark Cuban for retaliation. For those of you who don't know what retaliation is, I'd like to inform you. It's when you are a whistleblower on a situation in your company, you are safe from tribal counsel. You cannot be fired. No matter how much they paper your file, if you are an acknowledged whistleblower, you can pretty much do anything. And it's not like Donnie Nelson was bad at his job, even though there were certainly some personality conflicts with others in the front office. Maybe Mark Cuban was listening to other people other than Donnie Nelson, and that can be frustrating when all of a sudden you're not being listened to the way you were. But the fact of the matter is that Donnie Nelson went to the Mavericks and said, excuse me, I've got a problem here in this organization. We've got someone, and his name is Jason, and he did something not really nice to my own nephew. My nephew was working for the Mavericks as an intern. My nephew was in his early 20s. My nephew was called to the hotel room of Jason who is Mark Cuban's right-hand man, just like Jerry Jones's right-hand man got in trouble too. And in the room, Jason Luton got sexually assaulted. And I'm bringing attention to it because people in this organization do not feel safe. The Mavericks claim to have investigated thoroughly what took place. They claim to have hired outside investigators. They got lawyers. They told the NBA what was going on. And they discovered that Mark Cuban's consigliere did nothing of the sort. They found that Mark Cuban's consigliere was innocent of all accusations and that they were made up, fabricated. The Mavericks would then have you know that Donnie Nelson would not even cooperate with the investigation. And now all of a sudden, Donnie Nelson is suing us for retaliation. Horse hockey. He was fired, not because he brought attention to a situation that actually didn't exist, but because of other things that he did that we're not willing to name right now. But guess what? We may. Because we have taken the high road here, the Mavericks said. We never told anyone what Donnie Nelson did to get terminated. We've kept it all private. 
But then in their statement yesterday, the Mavericks said, yeah, we kept private the inappropriate actions of Donnie Nelson that led to his termination. Which means the Dallas Mavericks have now decided to double down on Donnie Nelson's retaliation claim. Not only are they saying he wasn't fired as a retaliation for whistleblowing on activity in the front office, but they're saying he's the one who did the activity, which means they're saying that Donnie Nelson was telling on himself. It's an absolute mess. Wouldn't you know Mark Cuban, who, as you know, has had a major problem in his organization for, I don't know, years? He had to hire that head of diversity and inclusion. He had to figure out what he was going to do because there was such workplace harassment and terrible conduct, terrible situation going on there. You remember all this, but it all changed now. He's more involved. He's the same guy who said, oh, I'm the owner. I'm the one who runs on the court after Spencer Haywood D. Little, or I forgot the guy's name, hits that game-winning shot that helps them cover against the Nets. Yeah, I love that. I've got my own locker in the clubhouse, but man, I don't know anything that goes on in the front office. If there's something bad going on, we're going to take care of it, but it's not my fault. Now he's saying that he cleaned it all up, except for Donnie Nelson. So think about what his point is. We've got a perfect organization except our head of basketball operations who was inappropriate. And it took until we had agreed to a 10-year deal and then changed our mind, coincidentally after Donnie Nelson had told on someone else, for us to realize he was being inappropriate and we were actually going to terminate him. Is that not the greatest cluster duck you've ever heard? You've got now two sides, one with way deeper pockets, saying the exact same thing. And the NBA ought to be paying attention because what they're both saying is, man, our front office is still not behaving properly. We just have to figure out who it is. Well, from my standpoint, I don't care who it is because it's you, Mark Cuban. You got to clean it up. It's been a week. It's just business. Hey, this is nothing personal. 